This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Good morning, Coach Charlie. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing good. We're talking talking cars today. (laughs) Yes, we're talking cars. We're talking cars. Uh, When is it time to quit throwing money at a car? Right. Right. When when do you get to that point when you should stop throwing money at an old car? At an old car, yes. Right. <laughs> Not a new car, but an old car. But an old car. So today, we're talking about that. Is your car worth repairing or should you replace it? Now, our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We've all had that car. Maybe you were given one by your parents, maybe a sibling or some other questionable benefactor. You drive it, maintain it, and fix it, and you seem to put an endless amount of money into it, and the air conditioning still doesn't work. Eventually, it seems like (laughs) you say a prayer every time you turn the key, and you start to think... Is now the time? And then you get some estimates for repairs, and then you start to really wonder, is it a good decision to put $1,000 into some new tires and struts, or should I just start looking for a new car? Well, you got a car that's worth $500, you put $1,000 worth of struts on it, or you put an air conditioner compressor on it, and then you're waiting for the next thing to happen. And I think that's the problem. As we wait on the next thing to happen, how much money are we going to deal put out of our pocket before we say, hey, I know nobody wants a uh, car payment. Car payments are a house payment. You know, I was right. I was doing some estimates the other day. Um, I like pickup trucks, so I have a 2010 Ford truck. And the reason I haven't got a new Ford truck is because of the price of the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Mine, when I got it, was $35,000. The same truck I have right now, if I bought it, was $65,000. Of course. Okay, so $65,000, if they gave me 0% interest, yeah, five years to pay for it, the payment's over $1,000 a month. Yeah. Can you afford that? Yes. And I think that's one of the main things. How much money can you afford if you want to buy a new car, or how much can you continue to patch up the one you have? Right. Because everybody, one coach is not a Coach Charlie, right? So we don't have it in our hands to be able to just patch up our own cars. So you have to take it out, get it repaired by somebody, pay some buku amount of money, you know, and then and then you're trying to even it out. Should I get one or should I keep putting more money into this one? Well, let me give you an example of some prices for repairs. Okay. A timing belt or a timing chain and a water pump if you're going to replace a water pump on a Toyota or any vehicle now, you have to remove the timing belt. Okay, so now you put a timing belt, you put a new water pump on, mm-hmm. okay, that's $1,200. Mm-hmm. If the technician makes a mistake and he does not time that engine properly, if it's an interference engine, he has destroyed your engine. Mm-hmm. So you don't take it to a shade tree 
uh, mechanic yeah. because they may not have all the information. They may not have all the tools because some of these things you had to lock the chain. You had to lock the pulley so it doesn't move. You had to be very careful. Mm-hmm. That's $1,200 just to replace a water pump. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't replace the timing belt at the same time or the vice versa, you'll spend another $1,200 getting the other one done. Yeah. So that's $1,200. Say it's a 10-year-old vehicle. You need a new set of tires. Tires are anywhere between $75 and $150 a mm-hmm. tire. You need a new set. Well, now you have over $2,000 in a car that's worth $500. Right. How sentimental is it to you? No. <laughs> that's another thing. How sentimental is the car to you? Do you want to keep it? Was it given to you as a child? Was it your first car? You know, those are things you got to understand. Yeah. But if it was your first car, you wouldn't be driving it every day. Yeah. Because by now, you would have something else. Right, 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 right. So the questions that we have to answer are if we should throw money at the car, what is the problem? Why are we going to throw the money at the car? And when is it time to repair the car? So if you have minor problems with the vehicle, if you have little things it's worth fixing that car. If it has 150, 200,000 miles and you have no problems with it, you know, they call them beaters. You know, have you ever seen riding down the road and somebody's driving an old beater? Yeah. Okay, that means they don't care if it gets hit. They don't care if you run into something. Right. They just don't care because all they're doing is using it to get around. Yeah. Let me tell you how scared I am when I see those beat up cars on the road. I'm like, I already know they don't mind getting over in front of you, behind you, wherever you you're at. <laughs> well, a lot of them want to get in front of you so or behind you so you can hit them. Right. And that way they can get that car fixed. Right. But, right. you know, you see them without no bumpers. You see them without the doors, the hoods tied down. All of that is cosmetic. Mm-hmm. The engine is still running, but they probably don't have no insurance to take care of it. But most of the time when you're in a wreck and you got insurance, that's going to be taken care of. But the mechanical part will not be taken care of most of the time. Okay. You know, you take your uh, vehicle to a shop and the first thing you say, well, now I got my car back. You fix this. Something else is wrong. Right. So now you got to take it back in there. It's going to cost you another three or $400 for them to look at it and five or $600 for them to fix one of them. Right. So when to stop throwing money at it is our subject. Now, Coach, I've had some old cars, and I know when to stop. It's when the actual car stops moving. (laughs) (laughs) So you you hear that. uh, You always hear that saying, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to drive this car until the wheels fall off. Right. Well, there are people that literally drive the vehicle when the wheels fall off. Right. You you see them on the side of the highway. Yeah. And their wheels are fell They have fell off, and now they got to get it towed. They got to get it fixed. Yeah. You know, if you're mechanically inclined and you can do some of this stuff yourself, mm-hmm. it's worth having an older car because you can work on it. But if, once again, like you said earlier, if you're not mechanically inclined and you got to take it to the shop every time you turn around, then we need to start thinking. Okay. You know, because transmissions, you know, you think about a vehicle that has two, 250, 300,000 miles. I got a car that had 385,000 miles on it. I'm still driving the car. Coach, that's because it's you driving the car, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm still driving the car. <laughs> I don't want to put no money in the car yeah. because it's so old. Yeah. If I had to put a lot of money in the car, I would not be driving this car. How many, how regularly do you drive it? Every day. Oh, okay. I drive it every day back it's and forth. It's a coach to work. car, everybody. It's a coach car. It's a coach car. That's it. 
If you do not have a Coach Melton in your in your family, then you will not. You will not be driving a three hundred eighty-five thousand miles car. <laughs> you know, so you just got to think about it. Um, some of these things, if you're putting struts on them, you know, putting tires, putting brakes, you know, you have regular maintenance that needs to be done to every vehicle. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's changing oil, that's brakes, that's air filters, that's fluid, that's transmission changes and uh, fluid changes. You have those maintenance. Okay. But when it starts getting into major trouble, uh, just say your transmission starts slipping. If you're going to spend $2,500 on a transmission just to buy the transmission, mm-hmm. you're gonna spend another fifteen hundred dollars for somebody to put it in. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got thirty five hundred dollars in a car that's worth fifteen hundred dollars. Right, but supposedly you love that car real bad. That's well, <laughs> you love that car. <laughs> then nobody can talk you out of buying another, another car. Right, you're right about or that. Or you buy another car and you keep that car. Or you put around car. Right, right, right. Okay, well, we're going to help some people out here figure out if they should throw money at their vehicle today. That's so right. let's head to the phone lines. We have got James in Port Gibson on the line. James, you're on with Coach Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have a 2013 Chrysler 300. And the only problem I have, it has uh, 104,954 miles on it. And my air condition just started giving me trouble last year. It will come on sometime, and sometime it will blow hot air. Sometime it will stay on for a week. And I took it to the Chrysler dealer, and they couldn't figure out what's wrong with it. So I'm on my way back this morning because it went out yesterday again. And it's, it's just on and off all the time. And uh, they can't seem to find the problem. So I'm taking it back today. He told me to bring it back whenever it's not uh, cooling. So I'm taking it back today, and I just can't figure out what's wrong with it. It's blowing air, but it's blowing hot air instead of cold air. And sometimes it'll blow cold air about a couple of days, and after then, it's, it's, it's all over for another couple of days. Okay. What it sounds like to me, what you could have in there, you could have a blend door that is going bad, and the blend door is what uh, opens and closes and lets that air, either it's hot or cold, uh, so it, it really operates the heater and operates the air conditioners where the air will flow hot or cold. If it's closed completely where the air can come in, then it's going to be cold. If it's open where the heater comes on, because there's always air going past that heater core. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it's hot, then you're going to get warm air. Another small thing they could check, you know, that's going into the uh, dash and all. But what they could check, if these vehicles are lower Freon, if there are too much Freon in them on certain vehicles, they will run hot. One side may yeah. get hot, one side may get warm, but they will run hot. But if I would check that, but if it's not doing it all the time, like you say, it does it just a little bit of time every now and then, I, I would get, I would be ready to check that uh, relay. You have a air conditioner relay where that clutch is turning, so you may have them make sure they check that relay. Just really, when you get in there to them, don't tell them that you what they need to check because that's what they'll check. Let them check it. But the main thing is, you know, they need to check that relay, the uh, air conditioner relay. They need to check the uh, <clears throat> Freon level, make sure the Freon levels and those blend doors. And those right. actual those are actuators. What's in there? And those actuators what opens and closes those doors. So it sounds like to me, if they don't say one of those three, coach, that unless it's the compressor itself, and that's the high dollar part. Okay. Okay. That's, that seems like what's going on because it'll blow hot and then after about 
thirty minutes uh, to blow cool. Yeah, I would have them check that uh, Freon level, you know, because the Freon level is low, or if it's high, it will do that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you, James. We're going to stay on the phone lines. We're going to go to Wayne in Pelahatchee. Wayne, you are on with Coach Charlie. Hey, y'all. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Yourself? All right. Um, A comment and a question. Uh, When you first opened the show, you talked about the $1,000 for tires and struts. Yeah, I did that. Uh, (laughs) On a 20-year-old car, um, got a good standard transmission and a not-too-old clutch put in there and a good engine, so I figure it's worth keeping. But just to give you a estimate that I got for it, the air conditioner wasn't working, $4,000. So the car's worth a few thousand dollars more than that, but I figured it would be a good car to keep around for fall, winter, spring driving. <laughs> so I'm going to hold on to it but well especially if it um, has a standard transmission you can't find those anymore no you cannot those are the best no it's it's, it's fun to drive <laughs> that's right but my, my, my question is i've got a 10 year old uh tahoe with a 5.3 and a bad cylinder three uh the mechanic checked the compression for me and said that it was off low and i asked him to uh put a uh, camera in and he's going to do that in the next couple of days um I don't know if it's even worth doing that part of it, but it's going to either be probably a burnt valve or something in the lower part of the engine. So um, I guess I've got to figure out which avenue, without naming any names, is best to go for uh, getting either a head or having the one that's on there reworked um, because it's probably going to be a burnt valve. We've already looked at the top part of the the head and there's no broken valve spring and there's no problem on the top part of the head so um probably a burnt valve um worst case scenario maybe a that and or a hole in the piston but if it was a hole in the piston i think i'd have oil blow by or something right it would it would not have no compression whatsoever right so so probably a burnt valve or, or something maybe bent uh something like that so um is, is it better to go with like a one of our local parts stores um, rebuilt with some kind of a warranty on it or having mine rebuilt through a machine shop. How many miles the engine got on it? Uh, 230. Let me uh, just throw this at you here. That engine, if you're going to get the head rebuilt and you're going to pay the labor to get that done and you go, or you're going to go get a new head, that's going to cost you about fifteen to $1,800 uh, in that range. Okay, if they're right. going, if they're going to, because you're not going to get just one valve replaced. You're going to have the whole head redone, you know. And then if they find the balance shaft or they find anything wrong with it at the top, uh, you know, when they take it apart, I would say you're going to look about fifteen hundred dollars. If you got an engine that has two hundred thirty-five thousand miles on it, you can buy a used good engine with about a hundred thousand miles on it. Just letting you know this, anywhere between eighteen to twenty-two hundred dollars for that uh, top. Yeah. yeah. And I, and, I, and I saw that, and I know that's one of the options. A lot of places, they either uh, include shipping on a pallet to you and things like that. I just didn't know. Um, yeah, of course, mine's already got 230-something thousand on it, so I guess you know you could possibly look at a failure somewhere else in the engine. Yeah, I never look buy one. Map. I never buy one offline or from a parts department. If I was going to buy a used engine, I go locally to somebody I know that owns a salvage yard and have them find me an engine that has low mileage on it, and that's usually how I do it. But 
if you're going to have the head, just, you know, for your question, if you're going to have your head rebuilt, I would take it to a machine shop that you know uh, in Jackson. Since you're not from Jackson, I'm just going to name one. Uh, Novelty Machine Shop, I've been doing business with them for over 30 years. But you got there's several of them over here in the area. But if you're going to have, have the whole head redone, make sure you check it. Make sure it has no cracks in it. And that main thing, make sure that it's uh, flat. You know, that's not warped. It it wasn't overheating, so I wouldn't expect there would be any warpage. So, uh, yeah, I I would have it checked for sure, and I'd have it, uh, you know, make sure there's no cracks or anything. You don't want to throw good money after bad. Right, you're going to put a camera in there so you can check the uh, (laughs) cylinder walls, make sure a ring is not cracked or something, or or the cylinder walls are not scarred. Right. All right. Yeah, I wish wish they kept uh, the engines uh, similar because I've got, 5.3s from the early 2000, but this is a different code since it's about 15 years newer. Yeah, they change them just so we can go buy some more parts somewhere. <laughs> not, right. not interactive. Thanks. All right, thank Wayne. You. Wayne, thank you so much for giving us a call. If you've got a question, you can also send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about is your car worth repairing or should you replace it? And is your car under recall? I'll find. I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find the podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Here's a recent recall. Ford recalls nearly 42,000 Super Duty trucks over an issue with the rear axle. Now, after recalling a population of Super Duty pickup trucks over an inoperable instrument panel in late July, Ford is now recalling 41,500 more trucks over an issue with the left rear axle shaft. Affected vehicles include model year 2023 Super Duty F250s and F350 trucks equipped with single rear wheels and a 10 and a half inch rear axle shaft. The left rear axle shaft in these vehicles may not have properly completed the heat treatment process during manufacturing and could break. A broken rear axle could cause a loss of power while driving or a rollaway when parked, both increasing the risk of a crash. As a fix, dealers are inspecting the rear axle shaft date code and replacing the axle shaft as necessary for fee- for free. They will begin notifying owners October 16th, but those with further questions can call the automaker. And you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls and inputting your VIN. We're talking about is your car worth repairing or should you replace it? And we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're going to go back to the phone lines. We've got Jesse. I'm going to take Jesse in Columbus. He's on the line. Jesse, you're on with Coach Charlie. And this is Jesse, and she is a she. Oh, hey, Miss Jesse. <laughs> Welcome yes. to Autocorrect. And my name is Jermaine, and I'm a she as well, Miss Jesse. <laughs> and I'm Charlie, and I'm a he. <laughs> so we all know. Okay, now we all know. Yes. I have, I have, and what I want is probably just confirmation. My son keeps telling me, get rid of the car, get rid of the car. I don't want to get rid of the car. It was my very first car. It is a 1988 Volvo 240. 
the essential items on it still work. I don't have radio or air, so I drive early in the morning in the summer. It cranks every time I turn it. I don't have any others, any serious problems with it. It has 250-some thousand miles on it, but it quit working about 2005, maybe. So the speedometer quit working at that time? Yes, it quit working. Well, Jesse, this is what I'm going to tell you. Uh, we talked about it a little earlier. If it's sentimental to you, and you're just and you're mm-hmm. just driving it, and nobody else is driving it, and your son's not driving it, and you want to keep your car, keep your car. You are oh, you, thank you. You're, <laughs> you're in a position that you can drive your car. You know the ins and outs of your car, and like you said, you're not going to get none of that stuff fixed. You're just driving it, so I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. That's just a car that you can just drive. Yes. Thank you very much. I told my son, I said, when it quits on me, I am going to drive it home, get it home, and I'll probably bury it in my backyard. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jessie, I'm I'm going to take up a collection for the headstone. That's right. (laughs) And we'll say good driving. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it. I'm gonna drive it until it drops. That's right. Yes. Until the wheels fall off. She's good to me. She's good to me. She really has been and I just love her to death. Hey, sometimes those cars sometimes sometimes those cars are just good to you and you just don't wanna let her go. Right. So just hold on to her. Okay. Miss Jessie, thank you, and we love you to death for sure. I'm glad she's going to keep that going. That's right. (laughs) Coach, we're going to go to a quick email before we get back on um, the line, but this email is coming from Cassie Tyler. Cassie says, I just, the whole AC system, she just had the whole AC system replaced on her 2005 RSX. Now when she's driving at around 2,500 RPMs, she's hearing a pulsing revving sound. She does not get the revving sound if she turns the AC off. Mechanic says to drive it a few more weeks. Otherwise, he'll swap out the new compressor under warranty. Any ideas? Well, I'm thinking about that when I read that email. You know, if it's under warranty... Get it done, because if you drive it a few more weeks, it may not be under warranty. You know, it may have a 90-day warranty, may have a one-year warranty. Make the shop go ahead and fix it, because a lot of times shops only have a 30- to 90-day warranty unless it's the dealer. Okay. So if it's after 90 days, they say, oh, well, we'll replace the part, but we you'll still have to pay labor. So get it done. Don't hold on to it. Don't drive it a few more weeks. Get it fixed. Make sure you do that. If it's under warranty, go, go, go. Yes, if it's under warranty, it doesn't cost you anything. It's going to cost them. Right, right. That's all right. That's right. Okay. We're going to go back to the phone lines. We've got Curtis on the line. He's on the road, Coach. Curtis, you're on with Coach Charlie. Yes, I have a 2016 Ford Mustang convertible. Uh, It has 150,000 miles on it. When it gets up to about... 45 to 60 miles an hour, uh, you heard it's vibration noise, or uh, I guess I want to say shuddering noise or some type of vibration. Uh, I just want to know your thoughts on that. 
So from 45 to 60, it starts shuddering. Is it, do you feel it in the wheels? you feel it in the, feel it in the steering wheel? Or where do you feel it at? Uh, I feel it kind of in the uh, gas pedal. Okay. So, so, so when you accelerate, you'll feel it, right? Okay. At 45, and then it stops at 45, and you don't feel it. So what I would do, the first thing I would do is just go have those tires uh, check for balance. If you haven't had them balanced in a while, go check them for being balanced. Because I was driving one just the other day, and it was doing the same thing. I went to Florida Monday, went down to Tallahassee and back. And when we got up to about 70 miles an hour, you could feel it shimmy in that brake pedal, and well, in the gas pedal. And when you got below it, it went away. When you pushed it about 70 again, it did it. And that is a balance problem. So I would go check that out. Okay. All right. Thank you. All You're right, so Curtis, thank you. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about is your car worth repairing or should you replace it between your car repair questions. What's in the news? Six ways you're throwing money away on auto expenses. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert host. I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to the show on the app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy, and we thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. In the news, six ways you're throwing money away on auto expenses. Here it goes, Coach. Having a car is an asset and an expense for most people, but... If you don't prioritize what you spend on your car, you could wind up throwing money away on auto expenses that have a negative return on investment for your vehicle, just like what Coach was talking about. From expensive gas, though, to driving recklessly, here are some of the most common auto expenses that can drain your bank account. So the number one, buying expensive gasoline. That's not me at all. Well, that's what we talked about, the different octanes, you know, if you're buying premium, you're buying a premium plus, you know. Right. You are high to do if you can get the 93. That's right. You're spending a lot of money or non-ethanol, you humans can spend a little bit more money. Yeah, yeah. For something a gallon. Yeah. So since the gas prices have climbed to historic heights just last year, you could be throwing money on way on just putting expensive gasoline in your car. Um, If you've got a 95 Plymouth Duster, do not put 93 octane in it. It does not need it. It does not. (laughs) But you are so sweet to that Duster. That's right. (laughs) You are so nice to it. Drink whatever you can get. Right. (laughs) So nice to that baby. Okay. So second thing, buying high-end tires. How do you feel about that, Coach? Every dealership, I mean, every manufacturer of tires have a different knockoff brand. It's just like a uh, car, you have a luxury brand, you have a uh, standard brand. Toyota and Lexus is the, you know, Lexus is the yeah. uh, luxury, Toyota is the regular brand. Same thing with tires. Goodyear makes a bunch of different tires. Yeah. The rubber may be a little bit different, or they may use the same rubber, just all you got to do there is just do your research on the tires because if you're getting 50,000 miles on a tire and Goodyear gives you 60,000 miles, you're okay. only 10,000 miles different. But yeah. if you don't keep it aligned, you're going to end up buying tires earlier. Yeah. So. yeah. If you buy expensive tires, I think you need to put a bumper sticker on your car that says, 
I bought expensive tires for this vehicle because <laughs> they all look like the same tires. But then somebody's going <laughs> hey, to steal them. So you might want to do you that. You might be right about that. <laughs> You're right about you that. You don't want to do that. Okay. Number three way that you're throwing money away on auto expenses, driving too fast. Well, you're wasting the gas. You're stepping on the brakes. Yeah, you're you are wasting money because you're going to do more maintenance. You know, so that would that's true. Right, right, right. Okay, number four, paying for every repair. So they're saying that car repairs, big and small, add up, and they recommend learning how to do small repairs on your own. If you're mechanically inclined, you can do some of those repairs, but make sure that you have enough knowledge to do what you're doing. If you go to YouTube and all these other sites, they may not give you the exact knowledge because you may not know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So you want to be very careful there. Mm -hmm. They do go on to say, if you're not sure that you can learn all of the repairs on your own, enlist the help of a specialist. That's right. Everybody is not ready for the DIY. That's right. (laughs) Everybody. Okay, number five on the list, refueling at expensive gas stations. Who is an expensive gas? Gas station? Is this like the Nordstrom of gas stations? <laughs> well, if you look at gas stations, uh, there's a thing out there that looks like a shell. Uh, every shell gas station is higher than any other gas station okay, besides okay. Exxon. So just think about it. And then they go a little bit further to say, well, if you routinely go to the same gas station to refuel, you might be missing out on other more affordable gas station options around you. So you need to price match. <laughs> well, my wife does not price match. She will go to Shell. She will right, go to Shell. It's right down the road from us, and that's convenience for her. Uh, right. Plus, there's a reward system over there at Shell. Yeah, I don't it's... think she uses it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't you be putting her out. Don't you put her out there. Okay. And the number six way you're throwing money away on your auto expenses Forgetting to check your insurance policy, meaning many people do not check or forget to check their car insurance policy on a yearly basis. And it's important to regularly evaluate your coverage and compare your policy with other competitors. So, again, price shopping, price matching. Well, my insurance went up $300 for the last six months. I called the insurance company. I said, why did my insurance go up? I haven't had a wreck. They said, no, you're a good driver, but we went across the board 10 to 20%. I said, well, we need is what we can do across the board to see if I can make mine cheaper. Right. And they end up taking $200 off. That's all into one phone That's call. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, we are, I will include a link to this story in our podcast show description, but we're talking about is your car worth replacing? Or should, I mean, is your, either one, is your car worth repairing or should you replace it? <laughs> replace it? Is it worth replacing? You can email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org and we'll try to help you figure out whether it's worth replacing or repairing. We're going to go on the phone lines, though. We've got Linda in Memphis on the line. Linda, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, good morning. And it's wonderful to hear both of y'all talk. I'm calling, this may be off subject, but what is what is a certified pre-owned vehicle? I bought this, um, <laughs> a, a, a new vehicle uh, last October, and I made them make it certified pre-owned. It was a Volkswagen, and they did it, but I don't know the advantage of what, why. I just think I did it because, I, you know, that was a buzzword. But they said, well, we made it certified pre-owned. So what, what is the advantage of having a certified pre-owned vehicle? 
So you can only get a certified pre-owned vehicle from a dealer. Uh, the, that's who's going to sell it to you. What they do, they take used cars in that have low mileage in them, and they do about $2,000 worth of work. That means they're going to do check the brakes, check the tires. They're going to do all these different inspections they have, and they're going to replace what they need to do. Okay, now they can sell that vehicle for four or $5,000 more because that buzzword you just said. Certified. Certified. Pre-owned. Mm-hmm. That means that you plus you'll have now. I will give you a good thing on this. You will have a longer warranty on a certified pre-owned vehicle than just one you bought off the lot that was not certified. The manufacturer will uh, warranty that vehicle. Matter of fact, I know Mercedes will give you a new vehicle is thirty six thousand uh, three years or four years fifty thousand. You can get a certified pre-owned from Mercedes. Five years, unlimited miles for a used vehicle as long as it was certified pre-owned, as long as they certified it. So those are your difference there is that the dealership does do a lot of inspections on it and they replace what it is. They have to stand beside that vehicle for the miles and the warranties that they say. I kept the paperwork, so I'm happy about that. So. That's, so that's what you need. To, you need to check your warranty. You need to, and if anything goes bad, you need to make sure they take care of it. Well, thank you all so much. And I, I really enjoy AutoCorrect. Thank well, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Miss Linda. Thank you for giving us a call. Yes, yeah, certified pre-owned sounds real fancy. That's that buzzword. <laughs> It sounds so All fancy. All the dealers are doing it now. All the dealers are doing it. Yeah, it was. It just was just a few high end. Now everybody does. Everybody's got that sign out there. That's right. On that lot. You know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, cell phones. If you buy a cell phone or you buy something that's certified refurbished, like they'll give you a little bit of, you know, some warranty time on that cell phone or that device or whatever. But right. that's what it reminds me of. Certified pre-owned vehicle. Um, we've got Ann on the line. She's giving us a call from Smithville. Ann, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hello. Hello. I read my manual on my vehicle and it told me to use the regular plus, not to use premium and not to use regular. So does that really matter or not? What kind of car you got? It's a Grand Cherokee, and it has a 5.7 Hemi. Okay, that's a high-performance engine in that vehicle, okay, because it's just a Hemi engine. It's high-performance, they say. So that means that it has more compression in the engine itself. Now, what I would do, and this is this is just me because I did it for a long time. My wife's vehicle, when she had the Mercedes, I never put premium in the vehicle. Never. It called for it. But if the vehicle's not knocking, not pinging, or anything like that, I wouldn't do it. The vehicles are made so much now, what happened, they would put a different octane fuel in there to keep it from pinging when you went up a hill. Now we have knock sensors that change the timing of these engines to prevent all of that. So you may get a little bit better gas mileage with the premium if it's worth paying for it, but... I would put a regular, some regular fuel in there and see how it ran and see how how it runs for you. Mm. Okay. Well, I've always put the the plus in it, right? You know, the metal. And this last time, the station, their pump was messed up, and I had to put regular in it. How did it run? Well, right now it's running fine. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I would. Uh, I would see how it runs, and then if it needs plus, put plus in it. But I would take and put 87. You know, that saves you about 25 cents a gallon. Yeah. Okay, 
Okay, great. Uh, thank thank you. you. All right, Anne, thank you so much. We're discussing, is your car worth repairing or should you replace it? You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up in Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. I drive a lot of cars, but there are a few that I've had more experience with than the one we had this week. It's the 2024 Chevy Equinox RS. And that's because I recently took an RS on a long road trip to Kentucky, and my parents just bought a brand new Equinox, their third one. But I, what I really liked about the RS is the sportier package. It's got the black grille, it's got the 19-inch dark wheels, it's got the dark badging on it, and it just has a little bit of a sinister look on the outside. Inside, it's got red stitching, red, red accents, and a nice thick leather-wrapped steering wheel. Looks really cool. You got heated seats in the front, you got a heated leather-wrapped steering wheel, Bose Audio, twin panel sunroof, dual-zone automatic climate control, and all the safety features. Underneath the hood, a 1.5 liter, it's small, but it's turbocharged four-cylinder engine that delivers 175 horsepower and 203 pound-feet of torque. Gas mileage is pretty good, 26 miles per gallon the city, third on the highway. So what is this thing going to cost you? Well, the Equinox starts under $27,000. This one has equipped $38,220. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. It's Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Jermaine Flood and our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician, and it's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, we we're talking about uh, if you're throwing money at a car, should you sell it? Should you repair it? Well, do your research on it. If your car's worth five hundred dollars and you're gonna put two thousand dollars in it, eh, I'd probably consider trying to find me something else. But if you're if it's uh, one of these cars that you're sentimental to, you you just gotta have it and you just gotta keep it. Well, just guess what? Keep on driving. Right, keep on going. That's right. Just keep on driving. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Coach. We're gonna put these tips of the week in in one big thing and. I'm just going to make a whole episode out of your tips (laughs) of the week. We're going to go to the phone lines. We've got David in Horn Lake on the line. David, you're on with Coach Charlie. I got uh, two questions. I will comment on the uh, uh, tips on saving. I noticed my old truck was pulling uh, to the right real uh, real bad, and I got there and checked my tire pressure. I only had 22 pounds of of tire pressure, and I got new tires. That'll do it. I don't know if it's hot weather causing them to leak more or whatnot. And my second comment is, it's senior citizens. I just recently retired, and I'm with a major auto uh, insurance company. I advertise on the TV all the time. And I told them I just recently retired. I'm not driving as much. And uh, I got to talking to them, and uh, they gave me, they upgraded me uh, as far as a homeowner and five years safety without a, you know, accident claim or whatnot. And I saved over two hundred dollars a year, and I love saving money. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're talking about that warm weather. Let me tell you about those tires real quick. They. Uh that's why they always tell you check your tires when it's cold because when the tires get a little warm, they will take and uh, change about three to four pounds of pressure. So, all right, David, thank you so much for giving us a call. We're going to stay on the lines. We've got Tommy and Fayette. Tommy, you're on the line with Coach Charlie. Okay. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Tommy here from Fayette. I have a 2012 Buick Enclave. Uh, I can crank it up and run, but when it get up to 40 miles an hour, it will not go in. It makes a 
no, it, it won't go further than the 40 miles an hour. I would just like to say, is that a quick fix or sound like something? At least I know it's serious. Well, first of all, it sounds I'd like to have your opinion. Yeah, first of all, it sounds like it's in lip mode. Okay, lip mode means that it's only going to go a certain speed so it can get to the shop. Okay, it has a code in there, so that's the thing you need. Get the, somebody put a scanner on it, see what code it is, because it sounds like it could be uh, input shaft sensor. It could be any type of sensor on the transmission. Uh, it could be an easy fix. It could be a... Uh, expensive fix but a lot of times i just had one just the other day did the exact same thing went into lip mode and it was the uh output uh transmission sensor you know a 30 dollar piece guy did it himself he ain't called me back so it must have fixed <laughs> give that to me one more time Okay, I say they could. Well, first thing you need to do is put a scan tool on it. Get somebody to put a scan tool on it because it's in limp mode. Okay, by being in it, mode, okay. yeah, that means that it's only going to go fast enough so you can get to a shop. So put it in. Uh, so get somebody to put a scan tool on it and see what codes in it, and it could be a simple fix by just be a sensor. All right, thank you so much. You're so welcome, Tommy. Thank you for giving us a call. We're gonna hit our last phone call for the day. We've got Marvin in Hattiesburg on the line. Marvin's got a question about a 2013 Prius. Marvin, you're on with Coach Charlie. Good morning. Thank you to, for taking my call. Uh, the problem I have with a with a Prius is that lately I've been having very low mileage, about 30 30 miles per gallon. I used to have between 45 and 50, and uh, uh, it's got 76,000 miles, and I think we did the service at 73,000 miles in the, by Toyota. Okay, well, the Prius itself, uh, I know it has a battery and all in it. Um, if you're only getting 45 and you was getting 70 and 75 miles an hour, I mean miles on it now, first thing, it's 2013 I would check that battery and see what that, – it may not be holding the charge that it's supposed to be uh, holding. And if it's not – if it's not, if it cannot charge up, that means it's not going to go as far. So that's the first thing I would have okay. Toyota check and have them check that battery. Okay. All right. I appreciate Yes, sir. We appreciate you, you, Marvin. Thank you for giving us a call. Coach, another phone caller had came in, and they fell off the line. And I want to get this um, maybe – question answered for them. They were calling in about car insurance that would cover car repair. Okay, those are extended warranties that you get from the dealers. They try to sell you. They go up to 200,000 miles. You see them on TV all the time. It's like car shield, endurance. Okay. Um, these places, they will cover certain mechanical aspects of repairs. You'll have to pay a deductible, and you had to pay a fee every month. It's just like regular insurance, but it's for the mechanical part of the vehicle, and it will pay some of those. You think it'll help save money? Maybe you got to kind of... Tweak well, the numbers. Tweak the numbers. How much are you paying and how much does the repair cost? You know, and their little gimmick is that they put a $4,000 engine repair, a $3,000 transmission repair, and a $4,000 air conditioning repair. Well, yeah, the, some of those do cost quite a bit, but how much are you paying every month and what's your deductible and how long is it? Okay. Okay, so it, you kind of got to weigh it out well, a little like, with those. It's just like home insurance. Uh you need it. If you don't got it, something could happen. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, so. And, and sometimes it makes it easier yeah. just to funnel everything if, into that. If you want to have a peace of mind, maybe that is the way to go because the dealers will sell it to you. 
I got I I did electronic warranty on my wife's new car. That's the only warranty I wanted. You know. Okay. And you can buy parts and pieces. Okay. Well, we tried to figure it out for you today. Is it worth repairing or replacing? And that'll wrap us up. Our crew engineer, Abram Nanny, call screener Kevin Farrell for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood, episode and podcast producer. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.